0: Hello, and welcome to the NPSA Education Committee Podcast. With me today from our committee are Bill Ford from Averico and Mitchell Philby from First Rock Consulting. Continuing with our series of interviews of OEMs and how they are dealing with the pandemic, we are joined today with Jim Joyce, Senior Vice President, Strategic Partner Growth, at Xerox, so we look forward to hearing what Jim has to say as to how Xerox is dealing with the current situation. Jim, um, I'd like to know what is Xerox doing to assist your dealers during this uh, period of time with the whole COVID pandemic going on. Actually, there's several things.
1: Um, some are on the offering side, some adjustments in the offerings that we've made to uh, uh, adjust to the marketing of itself. The other are just some typical benefits. Uh, we we actually, as a company, recognize the the challenging times. We reduce certain fees and costs uh, to our partners to help them from a cash flow standpoint. Uh, we did some other things as it relates to, you know, assisting them with cash flow. Um, we also uh, put certain incentives out there that we we uh, we lengthened the time frame to to allow them to qualify and really tried to help as much as we could financially to carry them through this um on the offering side, we recognized the expansion uh, some of it a lot of it short term in in the home worker and that dynamic and um, so we created some special packages and things that our partners could use where they could either leverage Xerox services or their own to create a, a fairly fluid uh, home worker environment um, with things like auto replenishment and, and real-time service, service in the home, uh, whether they want to provide that or we can provide it for them. Um, and uh, also some, some uh, specialized cloud-based uh, software and apps, that are highly applicable to the home worker or the virtual worker and the need to manage and protect content um, as it gets printed uh, and gets managed. Um, so it's really been a number of things that we put together, both on the offering side to help them address the dynamic in the market, but also the financial side uh, to recognize that it's a tough time and uh, you know, they're, they're they're doing a good job of weathering through. And frankly, uh, I'm I'm really pleased, and as are many of them, with with
0: how well we've come through this. That's great. You talked about some um, programs for work from home. Is there anything else that that you guys have created to help um, with the fact that so many people are now working from home? Pages that were in the office are now you know more localized. Do you have any other? Um, programs or things you're doing to support that
1: we do um so one of the things that we did you know it, it's very difficult obviously to have individual workers spread out all over the place and, and, and deal in a variable environment um, and so what we did is we came up with a program that our partners have which is kind of, we call it the all-in program which allows them to go to market and, and provide a single monthly price to a customer um, for the device, the service, the supplies, everything. It's one predicted model. It includes uh, you know, a significant amount of volume, um, and there's 22 different models in there, so they can go from a fairly low-level you know, uh, mono black-and-white device all the way up to an A3 machine, um, a lighter A3 machine, so that it you know, uh, can handle really um, even a light office environment with multiple users on it. Um, and it does self report so we 're using cloud reporting capability on on uh, on board um, dCA or data collection agent capability um, uh, a wireless it's all those configurations come that way and then you know we we somewhat industrialize it if you want to call it that by making sure that we we do the auto replenishment of all the the supplies and and the uh the uh, componentry the customer replaceable componentry so to keep people fully operational and in an uninterrupted way um and the same with like i said i mentioned before the service side of it um to be able to provide service in a real time uh kind of a corporate type response in the home so the intent was to to make print a more of a utility for the people in their home so that as they needed it it just worked and they weren't disrupted and trying to go out and buy something or go out and get service or anything like that that the the the, the print operation the scan operation all those operations would just continue to work and operate uninterrupted in their
0: environment okay that's uh that's great um the other Thing that, uh, one of the other things that we've seen is that uh, obviously supply chains are potentially impacted. Has COVID been an impact your supply chain in either uh, devices or supplies?
1: No, you know, luckily for us, we haven't had that problem um, and uh, uh, not in, in any sense, uh, both from a quality or a supply standpoint. So we've been very lucky. Uh, to weather through that. Um, I think one of the biggest dynamics you've seen is when everybody shut down so quickly in March, as an example, and went away for a good 45, 60 days before anybody walked back into a facility is, you know, the dynamic around devices firing up again for the first time and not having reported for a period of time. Um, you know, I know that there are several thousand shipments that we had that were returned. You know, as we were doing auto repunishment for our customers, that boy, when they the word came down that you were going to leave your facility, everybody left, and right. those shipments were in transit. There was nobody there to sign for them, um, so we were proactively contacting all those people to say, "Hey, you know what? We know that uh, you may have been light on a supply item. This was returned to us. Let us know and give us a heads up when you come back." So, no, we haven't had supply chain constraints, um, but we've had some of the other dynamics that I mentioned that have been interesting to manage through. We've really tried to be proactive, and make sure that it didn't uh, cause any kind of interruption.
0: Okay. Um, Bill, do you have a few questions for Jim?
2: I think you're on mute, Bill. Yeah. I'm sorry. Hi, Jim. So with respect to um, kind of what I've been seeing, I know this is, there's been terms mentioned such as the A4 revolution and so forth. And I've seen this in, in our within my organization is that, you know, as volumes have shift and, you know, we see volumes, you know, shifting downwards. Are you starting to see that with respect to your from a product standpoint? Are you seeing more of a shift from. You know, movement, you know, as far as planning standpoint, moving, you know, product development towards more A4 versus A3. You know, what do you what are you guys seeing there?
1: Uh, you know, it's an interesting. That's a great question. Um, and And we see both. And I'll tell you why. Um, Frankly, MPS in the SMB space is still in its infancy. You know, um, I was responsible for MPS in the enterprise worldwide for a decade, right, when we introduced it to the market and and managed that. So that market became fairly heavily saturated. Um, You know, many of those customers are on their fourth and fifth contract iterations. But in the SMB space, you've got about only about a 30 percent market saturation, And so, whereas you do see a fair amount of print that runs on A4 devices, or it had shifted to A4 devices, as more and more of our partners intelligently engage and assess an environment and find out that the employee to device ratios are are really out of whack and there's tremendous economies that can come from uh, rationalizing that, you're starting to see the concept of more A4 print streams being collapsed into A3 devices um and if that is in a decent sized smb organization in a small distributed world like we've talked about the homeworker, no that's going to be predominantly a4 but when you have some you know it depends on how you define the smb space right you know mm-hmm. for us for us, it goes well beyond the 500 employee environment it really goes up into the several thousands the, uh, the low thousands but you get into those type of environments rationalization makes sense. It makes sense from a security standpoint. It makes sense from a supply and a control standpoint. It makes sense from an economic standpoint. So we're actually seeing kind of a mixed bill. It's two different worlds. One where it's more of the corporate setting pre-COVID when everything was normal, and the other with this distributed environment where, yes, a short-term migration to A4. um, But really, um, we still anticipate a fair amount of uh, the heavier
2: print will come back to A3. Interesting. Um, so another question, Jim. So with respect to really not just supplies, but really, you know, even on the hardware side, we're seeing more and more where, um, you know, traditional on the traditional dealer side, we're seeing more of them, you know, standing up e-commerce sites with respect to ordering, you know, supplies, but also hardware. Um, have you, how are you guys reacting to that? Cause I do see that more and more where, you know, Hard, the hardware side of it is, you know, fairly commoditized. Uh, the users nowadays, you know, it's it's kind of like sales two point in that, you know, if you want to find specs and you want to understand a product, I mean, you just have to Google it, and and you, you know, you don't, you can almost buy a car that way this, these days. How is that impacting, you know, Xerox from that standpoint?
1: Uh, we have many progressive partners that are doing a fair amount of their business that way, and we've helped them. We've helped them with some virtual people that uh, actually a partner can engage us to get that kind of support for, you know, a a telesales and teleordering process. We've built some uh, secure portals that our partners actually use and they repurpose under their logo uh, that have algorithms behind them. So I could get on the phone with you. I could do a Zoom call. I could do a WebEx, Mm -hmm. something like that. And. And we can go through a series of questions, and, and that can help me size and configure the device uh, or devices for your environment using the algorithms. So I'm going to ask you certain questions about, you know, do you want to be able to print from smartphones? Do you want to be able to do air-type print, air print? Do you want to be, you know, what what type of documents, what volume, how many users are going to be using these devices? The algorithm runs and helps do, uh, do the configuration. Presents the devices, presents the cost models. You can, you, you know, how much volume we want to buy with that, uh, those sort of things. And mm-hmm. so that contract, and then all the, the 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 contracting, whether it's a lease document, whether the maintenance agreement, all that are e documents, e signature capable. So we've helped our partners do that, so that they can quickly move into that, and that's been an enormous boon for some of them. You know, one of our partners started doing this with uh, with us in January. And by the time we hit August first, had done three million dollars in business that way. So, you know, it, it's a growing aspect. Uh, the mm-hmm. business, like you said, we all know the dynamics about how many decisions are actually made before a salesperson ever walks into somebody's office today. Right. And right. It, in our environment, there's so much that it's especially during COVID that can be transaction transacted and uh, done through tele with the support of video and virtual that. We're seeing a big, big jump in that part of the business.
2: And then, Jim, thanks, Jim. And then, Jim, my final question is is really around, well, it's, it's around what we've, we're seeing with, uh, with COVID in that, you know, we're, we're seeing volumes, you know, across the organization, mine included, that, you know, we're down about 50%. You know, there's a lot of people out there that are speculating that that's never coming back. I'm curious what Xerox position is with that. Do they see that coming back long term? Do they see it coming back in a different way? What's the thought there?
1: Well, it's both. Um, so it's really kind of two questions uh, if you think about mm-hmm. it. So I've watched volume very carefully, right? And, and you know, you, we, we all saw what happened in March, April and May, you, you know, mm-hmm. uh, Uh, It's safe to say that nearly everybody experienced numbers that were 60 to 80% decline year-over-year, and we've seen that come back fairly substantially to where overall across the United States, as an example, the the volume compare year-over-year is in the high teens as far as uh, uh, being down uh, on a percentage Mm -hmm. basis, a pretty strong recovery. But then you turn around and you look at it in pockets, right? And it has to do with the governance of each of the states and what's going on in Maryland. You know, kids may not be back to school until next March, whereas here right. in Ohio, as you know, the uh, you know people, kids are back to school. Schools are printing. Schools are doing a lot with uh, creating, um, you know, work to support the virtual environment. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, so. So we see it very interestingly uh, across the country based on the governance and the rules and the laws and the things that have been issued. But uh, a pretty strong recovery and surprisingly so.
2: That's that's actually very encouraging.
1: Yeah. And on the second part of it, you know, I've looked at this fairly carefully. I've run multiple studies, you know, um, on the homework or dynamic. And you guys may have seen the study that McKinsey did, which which basically identified and said they believe that roughly 73% of all the jobs that perform in the United States can never be done virtually. Uh, so obviously, they looked at the entire job environment, the job environment, mm-hmm. the entire work environment. You know, I cannot fix your car virtually, obviously. Right. Um, but uh, um, there's going to be a pretty big swing, we believe, back to an office setting. When this, you know, when we have vaccines, we have things. One for the social capability, to for the, mm-hmm. the idea sharing, the best practice replication, all those kind of things. We'll see. We'll see some market pickup in the in the true virtual worker, um, more than what we already had seen. Many of us work virtual today, um, but we don't see it moving to this huge dynamic where seventy percent of the people have never return to an office. Mm-hmm. Again, you know. Yeah. So, um, that's why it kind of dovetails with your prior question on what do we see? Do we see a huge movement and shift to A4 versus A3? No, we anticipate that, you know, when when we do have vaccines and people can safely work, work together and come back together, we see the opportunity for rationalization and true MPS as a platform to exist. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and we do see, obviously, some of the things that will go on with the virtual worker. But the good news is, and hopefully it'll happen to you as well, that, you know, we're seeing that recovery in volume that's, a, that's uh, occurring. Yeah, As you know, August is normally an ugly month because you've got the dynamic of schools being out and being a heavy vacation month, mm-hmm. uh, but uh, the, the pickup is, is occurring.
2: Excellent. Thanks, Jim. Um, Ed, that's all the questions I have, so I'll turn it back to you. Great. Great. Thanks,
0: Bill. Mitchell, I think you have a few uh, follow-on questions as well
3: yeah thanks uh ed uh thank you for joining us jim uh this morning uh today um a couple of questions if i could uh the first question uh jim is it's been well recorded uh that every oem has uh, has been impacted significantly through lower hardware sales and print volumes over the last quarters um how has your business pivoted to adjust to that lower revenue challenge
1: um how have we? So, so obviously we've been impacted. I mean, volume's been impacted tremendously, right? Um, and you know, we're a public company, so our results are all all reported publicly. And, and help me with your question again, Mitchell. So, how is how have we responded to that? Is that what you're asking? Yeah. So,
3: yeah. So, look, um, because obviously the hardware sales and print volumes have have been lowered for the last end of last quarter, uh, the end of last year's quarter. And um, Obviously, we're expecting lower quarter going forward, even though it may have a rebound. How has Xerox I guess pivoted to adjust to those lower revenues uh, to maintain a, a good revenue base?
1: Sure. you know it's a very interesting dynamic. Um, I will tell you that we we track device placements on our platform, and that platform extends in through our partners as an example. So we have had a positive growth placement every month since covid happened so if you can imagine that and it's shocking to us now obviously a number of partners had devices in inventory and those sort of things but each month our net has been a net gain in the number of devices that have been placed in accounts under contracts by our partners so that creates a stronger foundation that continues to grow and it's accelerating at a fairly strong pace the volume isn't there with it but the, the foundational growth is there. So it's extremely encouraging when we come back. So when you talk about how we have pivoted, we've pivoted by some of the things that I talked to Ed about earlier with supporting our partners to help them get through this, but also changing some of the, uh, the offering um, offerings that we've had to, to morph into, we see some short-term play, obviously, in the, um, in the home worker, and a distributed worker, so we've created some short-term leases, we've created some cash flow incentives, 90-day holidays on some things, um, a a, a pricing model, which is an MPS structure that is a single price per month kind of thing, so we've done some short-term things to embrace the the dynamic that exists, Um, but honestly, as we just talked to uh, with Bill about, uh, we saw a horrible trough in volume March, April, May, and heavily, you know, stayed into June and then some recovery. So we pivoted by changing our offerings, changing some of the dynamics with our partners, but our partners responded pretty doggone well and business continued with placements. It just was the volume wasn't there. So it's a very interesting dynamic.
3: I guess, I guess with that, um, Jim, and I take your point that um, you, you're seeing, you believe that some of the numbers that, uh, that are coming out uh, through, I guess, research organisations that are suggesting that the volumes um, or people will return to work and, and therefore the, the hit on or impact on print volumes and, and uh, device sales is not going to be as low as it has been. I guess the question would also um, be to ask is even though it does come back uh, based on what you're saying. Um, we probably will see an accelerated process to be more digitized. And, again, that may impact the levels of print volumes. So I guess with that happening, do you see that uh, Xerox or generally the industry will have to change their business model um, to, to adapt to more, I guess, consistent lower revenue earnings?
1: Uh, do we have other – you know, from, from true print, absolutely. We've been doing that for a decade. Um, But we have other sources of revenue. Right. So, uh, you know, there's a big upswing in some of the 3D printing and those kind of things. So we don't expect as a company that we're going to lower our revenue uh, projections, obviously, during COVID, everybody has. uh, But going forward, no, we expect to continue to grow as a company, but it will not be in the traditional print sense. I guess what you're saying, Um, you know, the average person, especially as the millennials become more and more of the workforce, they don't print as much as we all used to do. So there's alternative sources of revenue. There's also some share shift that'll go on. Um, so yeah, the dynamic in the traditional sense of print will continue to go down, there's no doubt about it. So the alternative sources of revenue um, that are associated with digital, that are associated with apps, that are associated with cloud-based things, that, that all has to uh, supplant, you know, that, that, that older traditional revenue source, you know?
3: Okay, then that look that that I guess you Xerox have been fortunate um, based on what you're saying that it hasn't had the impact uh, as some of the other the OEMs have felt. And I guess that gives me a good segue to that my next question. And this is really a sixty four dollar question. I don't expect um, you to hose down Um, uh, anybody in particular, but I guess the question is being asked by a lot of industry analysts and investors looking at the industry as a whole. And I guess the question they're they're looking at or at least considering is that um, based on um, uh, over a a dozen or more um, industry players in North America or even across the Across the globe, there has to be some form of consolidation with these OEMs uh, moving forward. Where do you see that happening? We just obviously saw the announcement from Oki um, not operating in the US market uh, going forward. Where do you think this is going to happen, and, and who's more likely to be consolidated um, in the short to mid-term?
1: Yeah, I, th- there will be consolidation in the industry, and and you know I, I'm not in a position to predict that here at this time, but I there will be great. I mean, you've seen some of the information, some of the plays that were being going on pre-COVID, so there will be consolidation. There's no doubt about it, and some of that consolidation will create be created by just out and out failure and people who leave the market, and then there'll be some where you'll see companies merge and join up together. So. Um, I'm not in a position where I'll comment on that specifically on any of the specifics, but yeah, the dynamic will shift. There's no doubt about it.
3: Um, so, uh, look, I think Jim, I, I, that's an appropriate answer. I, I totally understand. Um, it's hard to comment, but I guess, it, I guess the question that I was looking for in your answer is that you know there will be some consolidation. Where that will happen, I guess there's, a, I guess. Back, a lot of speculation about who's going to do that and where that's going to happen but as you said um it's going to happen it has to happen at some stage very soon probably because um as volumes reduce generally across the globe and in in different regions both on the hardware sales and revenue um not all players can continue to make the revenues that uh, they've been used to unless they pivot their business or um address their business model going forward but thanks jim that's a really uh informative uh, responses so thank you
1: yeah and, and i'll build on that because obviously there's consolidation on two level we're seeing massive consolidation at the dealer level right um and you know it's the fact that some came into covid with you know very strong cash positions and good annuity revenue flow and solid lines of credit and so you're seeing a lot of lot of uh, consolidation at that at that level. On the OEM side, it's obviously a bigger game and it's a public game. So, you know, there are only things that people can talk about um, that will be there. But certainly a lot of consolidation that's going on in the industry. So what used to be a 5,000, 6,000 uh, company uh, network or federation of dealers and resellers uh, just specific to copy and printers, it'll probably be less than a third of that by the time we really emerge out of this.
3: Wow, thanks, Jim. Thank you. Back over you, Ed.
0: Okay, thanks, Mitchell. Well, thanks, Jim. I think that was very informative, Um, great feedback on what's going on um, from your perspective in the industry and uh, in very challenging times, but uh, hopefully uh, going forward, um, as you said, we'll, we'll see things improving. Thanks again.
1: Yeah, I think I think it'll be fun. I appreciate the opportunity to talk to you guys. You know, we we didn't talk about things like contact less and the things that are going to change. But, you know, just uh, we're all resilient. We've all been doing things. We've never seen this in our lifetime, this kind of a thing. But no. I think we're already beginning to see the dynamics and the change. and the, the, the Our world will change because of this. And and uh-huh. in, in some cases, much for the better. And, uh, and and there's, you know, it's creative destruction in a way, as we've heard that term used. It's horribly hard on a lot of people, um, but, you know, we're already seeing that resilience come into play. And, and uh, you know, I wish you guys all the luck in the world as we go through this and and charge on to, you know, what will be better times in less than a year from now, hopefully.
0: OK, thanks. Thanks for your time.
2: All right. Take thanks care. Thanks so much, Dan. Appreciate it. Bye bye. Bye bye.